Good morning, my brothers and sisters on this beautiful morning. Hey, uh, it's episode two of season 17. We've been just starting the book of 1 Timothy. And today we're going to focus in on one passage. I'm going to read just the verse that we're going to uh, major on today. This is verse 15 from chapter 1. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. So my title today is I'm the best sinner in the world because that's what Paul says and reminds Timothy that that's what Paul says about himself. All right, so we're in this section where he's going to fight, you know, bad uh, bad doctrine. Um, and we're going to get to this verse in this section where he's going to uh, uh, t- talk about his former life. So l- let me start in verse 12. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointed me to, the, to, this ser- to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. So he's going to talk about belief here. So hang on to that thought. Verse 14. And the grace of our Lord overflowed from me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And then here's verse 15 that we just did. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever. Amen. All right, let's break this down. Christ Jesus came in the wor- came into the world to save sinners. So this is something that only God could do. It's above the pay grade of human uh, because a perfect substitutionary sacrifice is going to be necessary. And assessing what is needed to save sinners is going to be beyond our capability. So let's say we gathered, you know, we, we can gather like, you know, the world's best football team into a, in, into a stadium. Let's say we gathered the, the greatest people that have ever existed. First, we'll put your mother in the, in the group and maybe your pastor and your priest, Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, George Washington, you pick them. You pick the team of people that you that the, you think are the best of of human history, and then we're going to give them a charge, and we'll say, uh, okay, we're going to we're going to ask you guys to uh, open the doors of eternity for human beings, and we'll be back. We'll come back tomorrow morning or or whatever, and uh, if we came back the next day, we'd we'd be faced with utter disappointment, and these people, best as good as they are, would fail. Because we require a person, quote-unquote, a divinity that is beyond us to enact powers that are beyond us to help us in our time of need. The powers of divinity are going to be necessary to enact a plan. So the way I, I like to phrase this is that spiritual furniture is going to have to be moved, and it can only be moved by God who's acting on our behalf. All right, that's the first thing. So Christ Jesus came into the world and he comes into the world well we we have a special name for that it's called Emmanuel and he could have had all the powers of divinity and kept, left them in his heavenly garage but he bothered to come so he lays aside some characteristics or um, he, he certainly 
humbled himself because he had to come as a human. So he comes poor. He comes to an unwed mother. He comes to homelessness. He comes to a Roman-occupied uh, country. They didn't even own their own country. Uh, he comes he's born far from home. He's exiled from his family. What the heck is he doing in an in an inn rather than staying with the the, the family that Joseph had in in uh, uh, Jerusalem or uh, Bethlehem? So of course there's trouble here. That's the point. He he comes to a world of trouble, and then the, a sort of a parallel passage is John three sixteen. You may be familiar with it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Very similar uh, a passage, but in that one we we learn that the motivation for him coming to to the to the world is love for God so love the world. That's the engine of the motivation, is his love for us. Okay, back to our verse here today, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, to save. This Make no bones about this. This is a rescue mission. He didn't come down here to pat us on the back and say, hey, you guys have successfully achieved eternal life uh, by doing the law or something else or being nice people or, you know, eating right. No, he came. This is a a rescue mission. This was something that we couldn't do independently. There's no such thing as self-saving. And it has to be done for others. You know, it's like no one ever goes to a funeral and says, hey, this guy met the the criteria for eternal life, which was his perfection. I was at a funeral one time. No kidding. I heard somebody say, he says, yeah, (laughs) this, this, it was either this, death. Or prison. And now, many years later, 20 years later, here's what I'm saying. I'm responding to that. I'm saying, or there's a third choice, which is rescue. And that's what the Lord is saying here today. So we're in a place that we shouldn't be. Death, tears, rebellion, sin, transgression. We're we're enemies of God. And there's definitely something for us to be saved out of. That's why we need to be rescued. All right. Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. So sinners, C.S. Lewis said, no man knows how bad he is till he has tried very hard to be good. Point is, okay, just try to be sinless until dinner time tonight. You're not going to be able to do it. So we all totally agree that sin exists, but usually it's in somebody else. So, so we all agree that there's sin in my parents or sin in my spouse or sin in my children. You know, the world is full of, oh, wait a minute, what about me, a sinner? So here's what Paul says. I am the foremost. I'm the best sinner in the world. I'm the, I am the number one sinner in the world. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, comma, of whom, of the sinners, I am the foremost. I am number one. And then the good the good news here at the very end is he, is he says in the next verse, actually, that Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. So that's the rescue here. That's how we get attached to his rescue uh, rescue plan is by belief, believing in him for eternal life. If you haven't done it today, please do it. Jesus, I believe in you. And if you have done it, let's appreciate this rescue mission because Paul, like you, like me, is the best sinner in the world. Thanks for listening.